0: Hello, my name is Fabiana Cole, and this is Connection First. Thank you so much for being here today. I am really excited because last week my podcast reached 750 downloads, and I don't know if that's a big number in podcast reference or if it's not, but for me it's huge, and I'm so grateful for each and one of those downloads especially the first episodes when I listen at them now I feel so bad it's like it's not like I'm an expert now but I feel with time you get better and better and the ideas specifically in English because you know how I record this in English and Spanish so thank you for your patience with my English and I'm doing my best to explain things and talk to you in a clear way, even that this is not my first language. So anyways, today we're going to be talking about kids and reading habits. I mean, this is an amazing topic. It's such an important part of my family these days, specifically since Benji, my little one, who is seven, started school last year and started to read as well. And it became like this important part of my family because now the the two boys share a lot of the books. They talk a lot about it. It's like a lot of sibling conversations about books and it's fascinating to see how much they really enjoy. I feel I need to start by clarifying this. This is not an episode to explain how to teach your child how to read. I'm going to leave that to the experts who are the teachers, and we are all going to trust today that our kids are getting the right tools at school to learn how to read. And... I'm not going to cover here either how to make our kids read faster or sooner because I firmly believe that each child has their own developmental process and we need to be patient with that process and understand that if your child learns to read before school, or in year two, that is not going to make a difference in the reading habits and the relationship your child is going to have with books. And as an example, when Matias started school, because we were living overseas then, he started school and he wasn't even five and he was already reading. But some of his friends at school weren't reading when they were in year one they started reading when they were in year two and those friends are now reading perfectly fine and they have really amazing habits as Matthias has and they share books they read the same things and there is no direct connection between when your child reads and how much your child will enjoy reading but I'm going to tell you this There is a connection between how impatient we are and how much pressure we put and the relationship that they will have in the future with books and how much they will enjoy reading. That's my opinion. That's what I have seen for many cases of like friends and stuff that I have been reading because you know how much I love investigating and doing research and all related to these topics and from my own experience. I really believe we need to be respectful both with our kids times and the way they learn and when they learn the things they need to learn. They all have the milestones in different moments and that's good. They are not the same to their friends and to their cousins and to anyone else. So, okay, clarifying that, I'm going to tell you today three powerful strategies to help create good and positive reading habits. So, If you need some encouragement, I feel I need to mention a couple of the many things that books are great for. First is the cognitive development, which is amazing because it's connected to the way we perceive things and we see our world. And it's all related to the way we reason with the things that are happening around us and the way we process the information. So reading definitely helps with this. It gives our kids context about their world, information extra about their world, and ways to see and process things around them. Then there is a part of the attention and the memory. I mean, that's incredible. And we all want that to be something that our kids develop in early ages and Reading definitely helps with this. There is also the creativity and the imagination. I mean, that's wonderful as well. And one that I didn't really connect it before, but that I learned recently is the empathy. That, and it makes sense because it's a great way for our kids to develop empathy by understanding the characters and the different realities that they read in books, even that they are different to who they are or the realities that they are at. Right. But empathizing with those characters, with those even animals, with those realities, they can have more empathy and they can learn how to be more empathetic with stuff that are very different to their own world. There is also the way that they learn about emotions and how incredible it is to be able to give names to the emotions and the books are a great tool for that there is also the fact that books can help you relax and be connected to something a hundred percent without getting distracted with something else and it can really help you relax and with kids it really is a good tool for auto-regulation and I feel we should be talking more about auto-regulation because it's something that is super important to learn and to develop since we are since we are little right and and I hope it was something that we talk more about it because it's really important but but we're not going to get onto that. I'm just going to say that books are a really fascinating tool for that. It helps to regulate the emotions like I have seen it many times where my boys are super, you know, with high emotions and a lot happening and very active and they go and read and it's a way to, you know, leave everything behind, relax, focus on something completely different and then probably see things from a different perspective. are so many benefits as you can see and so many more and another one that I find really interesting and important and it's a good encouragement for us as a family for our kids to have good reading habits is that books give kids options and books it's an option that we can use instead of screens, for example. And you know how I try to be very conscious around screen times. It's a topic that I put a lot of effort and attention and that we put a lot of attention at home in general. And I have shared a lot about that in my podcast and in my social media. And I feel books are a great tool to give kids options by having books as an option to like waiting rooms or like to planes and trains. We can give options instead of screens. And and it's been amazing for us. Us in that sense like if we go to our road trips we never do screen times and it used to be games and recently it's more books than anything else and like that in so many other opportunities I always try to carry books around and I really believe that is it will give kids a lot more than the screens do so anyways that's another topic but it's something else that I believe is very positive about creating good reading habits as options for kids and let me go now and tell you the three powerful strategies I was mentioning before and what this episode is all about that I really believe uh, have been helpful and are going to be helpful for you as well to help your child have good and positive reading habits. The first one, adding the reading part as part of our routine, our daily routine and never ever make it a task or something that we need to do. Is something that is going to become part of our routine. The way we do it is that we have been reading to our kids since they were newborns, like showing them picture books. And it's a part of our day that we really value and that we always, every single day, repeat the same as part of our routine. So we used to read to our kids every single night. And when they started school and the reading started to be part of the stuff they needed to do every day as part of the learning process, what we did was that we incorporated that as part of a night routine. So it was, Okay, let me read to you and now you read to me. Sometimes when they were feeling lazy because they didn't know how to read properly, they didn't want to or were pushing away, the technique to do it is like, okay, I read one page of this reading book and then you read the other, of your reader. I read one page and then you read the other one. That's a really, really good technique and... Having that as part of our routine, as, a, as part of something that is predictable and that we always do and is fun for everyone, because honestly, it's a moment in the, in the day that we enjoy. We leave everything behind, everything is ready. There is no dinner to make, there is no lunch boxes to finish, or no school uniform to wash. Everything is behind. We just go to the room, we read with the boys, and we have always done it. So, what we changed when they started to read was like, okay, choose a book, I'll read to you, and now you read your reader to me. And that was really useful. The second one that I'm going to say is about the topics. I hear so many times parents complaining because the kids are not into reading and they, it might not be a part of the learning process. Maybe they already learned how to read and in that case, many times the problem could be that they are they don't have access to the right books. And maybe you are guessing that your girl is going to be into this book about unicorns or <laughs> whatever it is, really, I really don't know much about books for girls, but I want to investigate and want to leave a, a long list with recommendations. I have it already for boys, but I'm going to have that task and go and investigate with my friends that have girls or online, and I'm going to do a lot of research so I can can leave a, a whole recommendation for girls and for boys. But, anyways, going back to my second uh, suggestion for today is finding the right books for your kids, something that they can get curious about. For Matias, for example, was a book called Sack Power. That was the book that made a difference and that he got really into reading because it was a series and he wanted to know what happened in the next one and it was perfect for that. For Benji, was Dogman. He really got into that. That one is more of a comic book and he was like begging to get more and more of that series. So find out what your kids want to read what they are into it and a good example of this and this is how I learned it is that when Matthias finished the first year in schooling in London called Reception we were moving to Sydney in that moment and he was going to have like an extra long school holidays because he finished kindy and then we were moving back to Australia and he was going to have like an in-between and to have some continuity and for him to continue reading and he was enjoying all the readers he was um, getting in the school in London so I ordered all online, the whole series actually of the books that he was reading at school. So I ordered them online and it was actually quite interesting. Uh, it's a good anecdote because the books didn't arrive on time. And the day they arrived was the day that we were actually leaving. So I had to go to a post and find the the books. And it was this huge box because I had ordered the whole collection. And my husband was like, what were you thinking? How are we going to put that in our luggage that are already super full? We already sent everything to Australia. Like, what were you thinking? So anyways, I had to give away some to Matthias' friends in London. But we took a lot. And what I did was I had them in his bedside table. And every night I was like, what do you want to read tonight? Do you want to read about space and astronauts or do you want to read about this dog? The topics are definitely helpful and by giving them options on what do you want to read today about is really good as well. So they love to be in control, as you know. So topics are super important. I go to the library, I check with other friends, moms, what their kids are reading. Every time they bring books from school, from the library, I let me get more from this series if you're enjoying it. And I check with them, are you really enjoying this? I see that you're enjoying it let me get online try not to get too extreme but to either way with this topic so it's good not to be apathetic and say okay you read whatever I'm just going to not put pressure on you and I'm just going to ignore this topic don't don't do that because I mean you don't want to put pressure you want to make it very casual like everything else but you also want to be there and you want to put some time and effort on getting the right books for your kids. So anything that you see that they are interested in, try to encourage, try to get more books, take them to the library, take them to the shop, go on Amazon and order it for them online. And Matthias loves getting into my Amazon and it's like, mom, can I order a book? And I said, yes. Anyways, this is just something that I believe works in terms of the topics and in terms of putting some time and effort in getting the right books for them and checking what they like and what they might be curious about. And the final one that I'm going to share with you today is about leaving the books around the house, taking the books to restaurants, to the trip, to the waiting room, to wherever you are going, and simply put them wherever they can see them. So in strategic places in the house and for them to find them. Don't tell them to go and read This sounds weird, but don't ever say go and read. You should go and read. Even if your child is like begging for food, 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 and you don't want them to eat or television or whatever it is that they are begging for. And you're like, go and read, find a book and read. (laughs) We have all been there. We have done it, but we try not to do it. We try not to suggest and mention it because we want it to be something that they decide to do. Both of my kids read a lot. They are in year one and in year four. This is not about when or how. This is about the relationship they have with books and with reading and the good habits that they can create for now and for the future. So I hope this was useful. Let me go back to the three strategies that I shared today that I really believe are going to help you. The first one is not to make reading a task never to make it a task, try to put it inside of a routine as part of your routine, add it to part of your routine. For us, it's a reading time at night. We simply let me read to you and now you read to me. Is something that we used to do. So it's predictable. It's not different. It's simply what we used to do. And we just added the part of like, okay, now you read to me. The second part was about the topics and the importance of getting the right books for your child. You have to see what they are into. You have to see what they get curious about and then go and get those books for them. So the third one to finish was the part of leaving books around. Get the books for them. Get the right ones. Leave them around the house where they can find them. Take them to the waiting rooms, to the restaurants. Make them something fun. That is not a task. That is the opposite. It's something fun. It's something that they always have access to. And it's right to always have different books. Don't expect your kids to go and read the same over and over again. They do, but you also need to get new books every now and then. So that was it for today. As I always say, we're all doing the best we can with the information and the tools we have. And I really hope that today's tips were useful. As I always say, if you know a friend that might find this useful as well, that might resonate with these ideas as well, please feel free to share it. Please do. This is the way to get this podcast around and for the right people to find it. Thank you so much for being here and see you next week.